1170. The answer, San Diego. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Dynamite! Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Welcome back to me. I've been out of town. I almost missed my cue to even take the show live. You know, seriously, I, I, I've only I only went out of town for like three or four days, but I got to tell you, it was such an epic trip that re-entry back to Earth and to Earth's atmosphere has been a little shaky today. But I'm super glad to be back with you guys, and I'm especially glad that I missed while I was gone. I missed the three days of the Comey the Nauseous Clown Tour. Um, but anyway, thanks for joining me tonight. If you're in your drive on the way home, uh, hopefully uh, your day is going to end pleasantly listening to the Andrea K. Show here. Everybody out there on Facebook and Twitter, glad to have you joining me. And, and the brilliance is always out there anyway on the Facebook thread with you amazing patriots. And speaking of amazing is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. <laughs> you don't have to show me what? Any stinking badges? <laughs> badges? We don't need no badges. Wasn't that the the clip? What movie was for that from? Was that from? Uh... Okay, you're chatting in the booth over there. What I was movie? trying to figure out the answer. I don't. Know. They they referenced it in Blazing Saddles. In Blazing but it's from Saddles. some other movie too. All right, it's from another. I think Zapata maybe or something. All right, uh, we we got to get back in sync. I mean, I was like, can I even do a show tonight? I mean, that's how chill I am from being away. What an amazing trip I had. But you know, sometimes you just got to get away. You got to recharge the batteries, especially when it's just so much stuff happening every day to bring you down you got to reconnect you know i posted earlier on facebook you know i'm not sure how long i want to stay on social media there's so much negativity out there and i'm just coming off a great weekend and feeling all good but you know what Uh, somebody posted a great point on there said you know what just get rid of the negativity there's amazing people out there every one of you that are my facebook friends especially the one those of you who tune in every night on my show and comment you truly are what keeps me going and i love you guys so much and i just got to tell you that you know when i was away for the weekend and i was counting my blessings and reflecting on things just i just feel so you know blessed to have you guys as a part of my life much to cover uh, on tonight's show great show we've got uh, coming up we've got a California state senator is going to be here to talk about a bill that he's trying to get through the Senate, which is going to go, you know, Republicans really are the party of the working man. We really are the party that cares about um, keeping people's income high, providing the highest level of living possible. And in a state like California that's been run by Democrats, where the cost of living is through the roof, it's exciting to be able to talk about legislation that Republicans are trying to get passed that will actually improve the lives of Californians. But we got when he's on here, though, he, we're also going to talk about the California crazy. There is a bill that California is trying to pass that will involve banning Christian books, banning books in America, in the state of California. We got to talk about that. But speaking of books, later on in the show. His fan favorite, one of America's favorite conservative talkers is going to be here, Dennis Prager. You know Dennis Prager. Prager, you? Yeah, well, he's written a book and he's going to be here. And and what it's really about is kind of what I've been saying. Uh, I'll tease it out a little bit. Hopefully you guys will stick around to hear the details of his book. But it's really an attempt to fight the culture war. Because as as we have been saying, as, as he's going to be talking about later on with his book as well as What I've been talking about so much on the show is we truly are in a cultural and spiritual battle. That is what's going on. And the fight 
is on social media. It's in our schools in particular. It's in our media. And speaking of schools, uh, we uh, lost an American icon in this country. And whether or not you are conservative or liberal, Barbara Bush was an icon in this country. Even uh, as I began to have concerns about the Bush family and where they stood politically, I have to tell you, that you know, I, I can disagree with somebody where they stand politically and still treat them with respect and still have respect for them as a person. Really what causes me to lose respect for somebody is how they express their opinions and what they do and whether or not, like we're going to be talking about with Senator Morrell, California Senator Morrell coming up in a, f- in a few minutes, about whether or not somebody seeks to impose their opinion onto others in a tyrannical move, which is what the left is all about. So we, so even though I disagreed with Barbara Bush and the Bush family and a lot of things with policy, this is a woman who talk about we should all hope that by the time we pass, her, first of all, we should hope that it's at 92. And second of all, we should hope that we leave a, a, leg, a legacy of a family that has served, that has been successful, that is fairly scandal-free. We should all hope that we – I mean how many women can say – that both their husband and their son were presidents of the United States and that two of her sons were state governors. That is extraordinary. The legacy she left behind with the people that loved her. And up until the last two weeks of her life, she still served in her church on a weekly basis. She didn't have to serve in her church. She didn't have to sew stuff for church functions. She certainly, you know, this was a woman that could have spent the last few years of her life on easy street. You know, it's kind of like the way she's the Trump family's being torn down. So you got, but we've got this Fresno State professor. Certainly, you guys have heard about her, Fresno State professor, who decides to start tweeting out about how much uh, she hates Barbara Bush and how she's quote happy the witch is dead. Uh, Barbara Bush was quote an amazing racist and how she raised a war criminal. Well, you know, um, then she decides she's going to gloat over the fact that she can't be fired because she's got tenure, which is another reason. If we ever needed another reason for why we should never have tenure, I don't I don't have tenure. DJ Carrot Sticks doesn't have tenure. The average American worker, we don't have tenure. There should be no such thing as any position in this country with tenure, and that includes Supreme Court justices, by the way. But she uh, tweets out, you know, hey, they can't fire me. I've got tenure. Ha, 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 ha. Then come to find out more tweets emerge about her to where she's not only expressing hate against Barbara Bush, but she's tweeted out things like, can't wait for the old white guard of literary critics to die. Uh, She's a Palestinian who tweeted out, "Uh, we're so much cooler than those Israelis. We're talking about coming, another tweet was coming up, a bunch of um, effing white women. So Fresno State, the president of Fresno State, somebody named Joseph Castro, I'm not sure if he's related to uh, those Castros or not, Um, but anyway, he tweets out uh, that, oh, we share the deep concerns that others have for her, quote, personal comments, and they are her, quote, personal views as a private citizen. Oh, no, 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 no. She's not a private citizen. This is a woman who's being paid by the state. My taxpayers' dollars... California's taxpayers' dollars are paying this woman's salary. And what I'm hoping is that everybody start. So she's now on leave. She's protected her tweets. Um, you know, they're, then they uh, had somebody else come out today and issue a statement and do a press conference saying that they're going to follow the rules according to basically the union as well as the, the school. And they're going to, you know, investigate the matter. No, what I'm hoping that every, if, if not nationally, but every California taxpayer, state taxpayers, 
we need to flood the office of Fresno State because this is the kind of hate that cannot be allowed to continue in this country, certainly not paid for by our taxpayers' dollars. We have to – we are truly in a cultural and spiritual war in this country, and either we as conservatives are going to fight back, and we're going to push back, and we're going to reclaim – our right to exist in this country. We're going we're gonna to punch these bullies back or we're basically going to lay down and let them completely take our country away from us because that's really what's going on here. Are we in this war or are we not? Somebody sent me an e- via message tonight, um, a video that has to do with a man. It's, it's going around under Uncle Sam's misguided children. It's got like 2 million views. And it's this man who gets woken up in his sleep and, uh, and, and he has a dream and it's one of the founding fathers that comes to visit him in his dream, and it's a, and it's a long speech that this founding father gives him in the form of a poem. But it's so true, and it really sent chills up my spine because you've got this founding father telling this man basically in a dream, you know, I fought a revolution for your freedoms, and now you have to you have to pay for a permit to travel, you have to pay for a permit to build a home that you're really only renting because you got to pay your rent for the property every quarter. Now, you know, I, I did this for you. Now, now you have no free speech left. You have the, you know, nothing. I, I can't remember because it's like goes on for five minutes. But it just really brought home for me how far the left, the progress that they've made in our, this cultural war to where we now have a situation to where we've got Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity that they, Laura Ingram couldn't even say anything even uh, what did she barely mocked, you know, the kid from Parkland, you know, basically because he was complaining that he didn't get into every school he applied for, which was basically the same application standards that every kid goes through. She couldn't say that without them literally trying to destroy her. But this woman from Fresno State can be flat out anti-Semitic, racist against white people for even even taking us away what she said about Barbara Bush. We we can't let this one-sided, anti-white, anti-Semitic, racist crap going on in this country. Starbucks is later on. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Starbucks. You know, they uh, have they're they're going to be doing some quote sensitivity training. You know, coming up in May. Um, you know, because <clears throat> supposedly, I guess a couple of of black people were arrested in one of their stores, and uh, you know, it's it's. I don't even understand what that's about with Starbucks. But, you know, it's gotten to where we're not really fighting back. You know, how do we've got to win this cultural war? And there is a war going on in this country right now. I think what we all need to do when it comes to this Fresno State thing is everybody, California taxpayers, should be on the phone or tweeting out and on blast. If they, if it's okay for them to destroy Laura Ingram for barely nothing that she said, same thing with Sean Hannity. Well, we've got to push back in order to win. Everybody needs to be flooding uh, Fresno State. In regards to Starbucks, they're going to be closing 8,000 stores uh, for one afternoon, quote, to educate employees about racial bias. And I'm thinking, educate? Because their employees didn't know that there was such a thing as bias in this country? How do you get to be old enough to work at a Starbucks and not know that there's such a thing as racial bias? So how are you going to educate somebody about, quote, racial bias? They never heard of it. And oh, by the way, how, so you mean to tell me, Starbucks, that you're, when you had all these employees, they weren't trained initially on racial bias in the first place? That doesn't make sense to me. What do you got in your handbook about racial bias? 
You didn't do any training initially on racial bias? Is that what this is? is? Or, um, you know, this is supposedly after two black men were arrested for trespassing. Um, and I'm questioning going, wait a second. Was it proven that this the arrest of these two black men had anything to do with their skin color? Where was that even proven? You know, what is in the handbook that's involved with trespassers? Because if it's in the handbook that they were trespassers, then what does it matter what their skin color was? Then maybe the right thing was done with the, when these people were arrested. That doesn't make sense. To, that doesn't make sense to me. And so now, are they going to allow all trespassing? Are businesses not allowed to arrest anybody now in this country that they think is trespassing? Because what happened is these guys come in, they've got a sign on the door that says restrooms for customers only, which I see all over America. They don't have the right as a business to tell somebody you can't loiter in here and no, we're not going to let you use the restroom. We have that in San Diego. Or is it, or is trespassing going to be allowed now, um, but only by black people? And how black do they have to be? Because in this in this day and age where everybody's doing a swab to go to Ancestry.com, we don't even know what we are. We're all mutts. This is like insane to me. You know, uh, and why do they need to wait until May 29th to do sensitivity training? That's like what? Do the math for me. It's like six weeks from now. Can't you just do a memo and say, don't, you know, don't harass black people in your stores if that's what happened here? I don't even understand that. It's interesting that it's such a public thing, too. Like, they almost did a news release about, hey, we're doing this sensitivity training. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, to me, this whole thing smacks of typical liberal self-aggrandizing martyrdom. We had this incident that didn't even – that was supposedly about trespassing, didn't even have the, anything to do with anybody's skin color. And um, – or maybe – or, you know, I guess – I don't – I don't think I'm just going to say it. I don't think that when these when the employees did this and arrested these black guys, it had anything to do with their skin color. I think it had to do with trespassing. But in America today, it's okay for this Fresno State woman to tweet out about anti-white stuff, but it's not okay to to arrest somebody who's trespassing because because their skin color is darker. You get my point of what I'm saying here? They don't need five weeks to do this. This is Starbucks, I think, first of all, an act of martyrdom to make themselves martyrs about was because they also um, – it's it's a way to get attention for themselves, build up their brand as, you know, the CEO is on the news and he's got tears in his eyes, da-da-da-da. It's about, it's about extending their brand. Oh, we're the ones with the heart. Um, but it also feeds this racism that's going on in this country. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, California State Senator Mike Morrell about this and, and other matters going on here in the state of California. California is trying to make a move to actually ban Christian books here in America, here in California. Stay tuned. More Andrea Kasia coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. How are all these new tax laws affecting the American homeowner? Andrea Kay here. And making the best use of your financial assets can be difficult. I believe you need a reliable mortgage professional that can help reduce your stress and help manage your available options to create a home loan plan that best suits your needs. If you're not working with someone who has a clear view of what's going on, don't make the assumption that you know how to navigate today's financial home loan obstacles. Call my guy, Dave Stapleton, certified mortgage planning specialist with First Choice Loan Services. Dave and his team of professionals will walk you through every element of home financing and they'll point you in the right direction when it comes to financial preparedness. Call Dave today at 760-815-8987. No matter if you're buying or refinancing, Dave is here for you. 760-815-8987. That's 760-815-8987. Imagine you are the breadwinner of your family, working six days a week. You have three kids who work hard in school. You live in a small apartment, making just enough money to get by. Then the rent goes up. You just spent your entire savings repairing your car so you can get to work. This is the reality of many in San Diego. Every day they walk a tightrope trying to provide stability for their families. For 30 years, Habitat for Humanity has been putting God's love into action by helping families build and buy their very own affordable homes right here in San Diego County. Habitat homeowners invest hundreds of hours of sweat equity to help build their homes. They make affordable mortgage payments that are used to build more homes for more families. When a family has a safe home they can afford, it creates stability that is felt for generations. With your help, future Habitat homeowners can build a better life for themselves and their families. Visit SanDiegoHabitat.org to learn more. The power company changed their peak hours from 4 to 9 p.m. That's when you're not producing power. I have a solution for that. Battery backup system. You might not know what that is, but combined with solar... You can program these batteries to charge and discharge at will, meaning you control how you're getting and using your power that you produced. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. After serving in the Marine Corps, I've decided to make San Diego my home. I'm not a salesman, just an electrician who wants to help customers zero out their electric bill. I only use the best equipment with 25-year warranties, in-phase microinverters, LG panels. I will custom design a system to meet your needs. If you need an electrical panel upgrade, 
I'm offer a $2,000 credit with the purchase of an installed solar panel system. To learn more, go to KeeganElectricSolar.com. That's KeeganElectricSolar.com. I can't wait to help you with your power solutions. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com today. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. You know, I didn't give the phone number out for tonight's show because I've got such a jam-packed show tonight that I'm not going to be able to, you know, squeeze in too many calls. Um, but, you know, uh, I'll be I'll be back taking calls tomorrow night. But before the break, I was talking about this Starbucks situation. And uh, what I forgot to mention before the break was that what Starbucks has decided to do for their sensitivity training is they're, they're going to experts uh, to help them with this. Although, yeah, I'm not sure how much expertise it takes, uh, you know, to tell somebody, hey, you're not supposed to be biased against people because of their skin color. But anyway, they've decided they want to reach out to the Mr. Expert himself, Eric Holder. And I'm wondering what kind of expertise are they going to ask from him? Is he, is he going to do training on or, or set up a plan where he's going to have Black Panthers show up in the Starbucks and like swing around swagger sticks, you know, to, to stop, you know, people uh, from being, you know, wrongly arrested? I don't, I don't really understand. Um, but we're moving on to California now. Wednesdays, we typically do a lot of California stories on Wednesdays. And so I'm glad to have with me here for the first time on the Andrea K. Show is this, uh, Cal- California State Senator Mike Morell. Who's here Hello. to talk? Hi. Hello there. Hey, Thank well, you. well, thanks for being here. I'm super excited because we get to actually talk about a little good news story here from California. And it's actually about something that's been near and dear to me because I've been talking about uh, the ridiculous, onerous regulations for a long time in California, and particularly how it relates to small business owners or just service workers who, I mean, you know, we're at the point where you practically need a permit. You know, to you know, wash a car at a you know at a car wash, it's well, gotten it, out of control. It it that's not beyond uh, um, realm possibility because my friends across the aisle they're trying to get everything they can to feed the bureaucratic state through fees and taxes, and so um, my staff I have to give them credit for it. They, we actually found out there's you know a few decades ago. For every business and entrepreneur, out of every 20 businesses, you only need one license. Now it's one out of every three. And so one of the things we found is not to cut hair, but to shampoo hair, and not with chemicals, just with regular shampoo and water within a salon, you need, you ready for this, uh, $125 a year fee for license, but, but check this out. 1,500 hours of classroom training or online, and most of those classes cost somewhere from $700 and up. And so... Wait, uh, hold on, hold on. I want to make sure people, people heard you right. To wash hair... To wash hair with water. To wash hair soap. with water and soap, you need 1,500 hours and 750 bones? Well, uh, yeah, and then that's for the class and then for the license. And you yeah. once you wow. pass that, oh, you have to take two tests. Don't forget that, Andrea. And then you have the luxury of being able to pay the state up $125 to be able to wash people's hair within a, you know, um, a beauty salon or a barber shop. And so I thought that was totally ridiculous because, remember, this is a state uh, where every year they survey uh, um, 500 CEOs. And for 12 years in a row, California has been the worst place to do business because of high taxes and regulations like this. We've got 34% of the nation's welfare here. 
the state has a poverty rate. And so what they're doing is they're limiting access for people sort of, you know, entry-level mm-hmm. entrepreneurs to get in. I mean, who has that kind of money and who has that ty- time of time? And you know what? It, it's really ridiculous that my friends, the Democrats who come up with this stuff, to, to shampoo hair. I, I've never met anybody, um, and I, myself, I've never poked myself in the eye <laughs> or anything like that when I've washed my hair. Well, it's so. just what it is, is it's... It's just another example of the left. Every to me, uh, liberalism is all about a power and control. That's what liberalism is ultimately about. Yeah. And we are at a place in our country and in the state. And you know, uh, so goes California. So goes the rest of the yep, nation. And absolutely. it's gotten where literally we, today is tax day. You know, it used to be when I was a kid that you had to. You know, our, our parents had to work until January, then February, then March. You know, yeah. to, to, to pay their federal income tax. Now, you know, between all the taxes we have on us and now license and fees everywhere. I mean, we don't, we're, don't, we're not even property owners anymore because of the property taxes we pay. You know, it's just out of control. I mean, it's no wonder we've got the rampant homelessness that we have here in this state. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got to. It's it's rare for us. Right now, people listening might be like, oh, big deal. You know, you're, you've passed this, uh, you know, SB 999 that, you know, so far it's still got to go to the Senate Appropriations Committee. This is, to me, this is a big deal. Anytime we can take some regulations back, put more money, even if it's just $5 in this case you know $750 plus licenses we can get that money back in people's pockets you know that's helpful to people's lives you know these these democrats and liberal politicians that may not be much money to them but it is well it is a big it, it, it is a big deal the 15 hours is a big deal for people you know you got working moms where are you going to get 1,500 um, hours of time and then all this? Just, you know, it's really ridiculous um, on shampooing hair and curling hair and that sort of thing. So there's a few other things in there that beautifying hair, cleansing, um, that sort of thing. But, but um, yeah, and, and so we just wanted to show how ridiculous it's become in California. There's many other licenses that, you know, tree yeah. trimming and that sort of thing, too, which we're not taken out on yet because we're just trying to stop. And, and again, you know, we our job, see, government's duty at one time was to, to, to um, make it easy to produce productivity um, and, and enhance productivity. But what they do today is they stifle it through these kind of regulatory things right. uh, as well as compliance. Before I ran... Uh, for the uh, uh, Senate here, I was in the real estate business, and then I had a second company, a lending company, and I, I did that for almost 30 years. And and just, you know, probably the last five or six years, it got, we were doing so much compliance that business was not fun anymore, you know, yeah. because you were worried about government audits, you were worried about a bureaucrat who, if they want to reach out and get you, they could with mounds of, of, of paperwork to do. And so, um, and you know, that was a pretty decent sized company I have. And here, you know, we want to give people a start um, for their own business. And so, um, yeah, this is a big deal because now we want to start trying to, trying to make it easier and easier. So we're starting at, at at sort of those entry level things because, uh, this isn't brain surgery and you ask any man or woman on the street to wash hair, should they have to go through 1500 hours of classroom instructions, pay all that money and take two tests just to wash hair. It, it, again, it, it isn't that they've lost common sense. They, they're just greedy, um, to feed the bureaucratic no, state. Right. Because, I mean, yeah. What, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I reported last week on the show that, you know, it, on top of, they just recently what it, it passed another, um, gas tax on us when they're, they can't find billions of dollars 
of money that was already brought in from from gas. So it's just it's out of control. I want to get into uh, and and the, you know the left has done, has played a long game. They have chipped away at our freedoms. And you know what? I'm happy to celebrate tonight chipping away at the re- return of our freedoms. Well, I'm taking a page out of their playbook. There's other stuff yes. that we're doing, but you know we can play that same game. That's right. Um, but but it's to enhance and to get our our, our citizens striving. Hey, real quick, like um, there's a book, How Money Walks. It was recommended to me by the Hoover Institute. Um, and one of the fears I have is they claim one of the biggest demographics leaving our state are our kids, highly educated young professionals between 25 and 39, because they don't see the opportunity in California anymore. And, you know, I've got three kids. I've got uh, an interest in the future. And uh, I don't want to see our, our, our smart kids leaving this state. We right. need them. Well, I don't know. You're not in the. You're a state senator. You're not in yeah. the assembly. But I didn't know if you had heard of this assembly bill two nine four three. I but, have. Yeah, it seeks to just make sure uh, people understand. It seeks to uh, uh, ban the sale of uh, Christian books. Basically, is what yeah. it does yeah. because it, it, this is quote unlaw to um, uh, make it unlawful the business practice to engage to engage in a transaction intended to result or that results in the sale or lease of goods or services to any consumer that advertise offer to engage in or do engage in, quote, sexual orientation change efforts with an individual. It's a roundabout way of trying to ban ban books, ban the Bible. And and the First Amendment. I mean, it it does. It's so offensive because, um, um, you know, the Alliance Defending Freedom believes it's an end run uh, to limit the ability of pastors to counsel when, uh, when someone comes to them and ask for counseling, right? And so it is a, a clear infringement upon our First Amendment, especially since they're the ones that claim Republicans want to ban books, uh, we want to shut people up, but they're the ones that want to shut people up. And, and they're using loss, threats of lawsuits um, and punitive damages under the Consumer Protection Act to punish people for speaking about views they don't like, and that is wrong. And, and remember, these are, these are adults. These aren't children. These are adults who are coming to counselors, uh, therapy folks, as well as pastors saying, we'd like help in overcoming some of these issues that we have. And so um, they're taking away those people's freedom, too. And so, it, it, you know, it, we've been on a slippery f- uh, slope for a long time. But again, Alliance Defending Freedom thinks it's a bad end run uh, to take away our, our more of our freedoms and our religious freedoms. And then the California Family Council also uh, says, you know, they're violating and taking away our uh, uh, limiting our First Amendment by actually banning books that churches, um, you know, are, are using to counsel people. And that, of course, would be the scriptures, you know. So yeah. it's 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 absolutely it's it's uh, kind of like maybe 1984 all over again. Yeah, and you know what? This should this should upset liberals as much as conservatives. It won't because liberals like to liberals like to live behind the fallacy of the notion that only conservatives are going to have their rights infringed upon. You know, um, they, they, they they play by a, they have two different sets of rules. You know, one for them and then one for other people. Well, thank you, Senator Morrell, for being here tonight. I appreciate yeah. it, and thanks for for your work that you're doing. Hey, uh, you keep up the good work. I hear great things about your radio station. So oh, thank well, you very much. Thank you. Okay. All right. Now, uh, speaking of uh, Christian books and uh, the attacks on our Judeo-Christianity and our Judeo-Christian principles in this country, stay tuned because coming up next, the one and only Dennis Prager is going to be here. He's got a new book out. You don't want to miss it. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E.
Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions for schools ranging from preschool all the way to high school. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM 1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half-off tuitions to private schools. Explore your options with schools like Valley Christian School, Victory Christian Academy, and Vista Christian School. Visit AM 1170 The Answer or call 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757, or am1170theanswer.com. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. So call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-2344. Again, that's 1-800-915-2344. 1-800-915-2344. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. New York Magazine recently published an article entitled, and I quote, 180 minutes with Desmond is amazing. He's a 10-year-old drag performer, and he's cooler than you, end quote. This was accompanied by a full-page photograph of a 10-year-old boy dressed out in drag, a photograph that under any normal circumstance would likely be identified as skirting right up to the limit of child pornography. The cultural elites behind such messaging are not just trying to change moral beliefs. They're trying to transform moral instincts at an even more basic level. New York Magazine wants you to know that this 10-year-old drag entertainer, Desmond is Amazing, is cooler than you. But in this context, amazing and cool are two words that show the complete moral insanity of a society. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. Super excited to have uh, this next guest with me. First time on The Andrea K Show. He is a favorite of The Andrea K Show. People are always telling me, oh, did you, did you hear Dennis Prager today? Did you, did you re- uh, watch the latest uh, Prager University, Prager U? Um, Salem Media, all-star, amazing, brilliant author, radio show host. He's got a new book out called The Rational Bible, Exodus. He joins me now. Dennis Prager, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. That was very sweet of you. Thank you, Andrea. Well, thank you for what you do. Um, you know, I, I kind of like to say I want to be Dennis Prager when I grow up. Um, you know, I, <laughs> um, I, I, you know I, I want to be Dennis Prager when I grow up. Um, seriously, I think, you know, tonight I kind of had a little bit of a theme going on in my show. I was talking about how, you know, um, California has a new assembly bill coming out where they're, they're moving to ban, uh, Christian books. You know, I said, I hope that Fresno state bans, uh, this, uh, racist anti-Semitic, uh, professor, um, that I don't know if you heard about today and that Starbucks is moving to quote ban bias. Um, and I said, you know, Dennis Prager has been working to ban ignorance for a long time. And you've done that in a variety of different ways. And your latest is with your book, The Rational Bible Exodus. Tell us about that. Well, I've been uh, uh, teaching uh, the, the, the Bible, specifically the first five books, because really that's the foundation for both the Old and New Testament. It's called the Torah, of course, uh, by Jews, the Hebrew word for the first five books. And I, I believe they're ultimately from God, and but I believe so for completely rational reasons. And uh, I, I, I've wanted, since I really was in high school, to make these five books known, uh, as, as uh, ambitious as it sounds, to the world. I, I, I thought they were hidden, and I thought that a lot of people didn't, truly appreciate how completely relevant they are, because there are so many people open up the Bible, and except for certain obviously understandable segments, they're confused, and it it doesn't make sense. And I don't blame religious people who can't rationally explain it, because that hasn't been done for them. Mm -hmm. So this is really a a lifetime uh, work. I'm very familiar with biblical Hebrew, so that made that aspect of it possible. And I, I taught it for 18 years, verse by verse, to uh, people of every faith. And uh, finally, I have had the opportunity to uh, put out volume one, the second book, Exodus. And I, I began with Exodus rather than Genesis, the first book, because it has the Ten Commandments, which is the moral foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, to my, I mean, I, I have to admit, I, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, as, I'm as surprised as I am happy. I mean, the book is the number two best-selling book in America today. And wow. uh, if somebody would have said to me the Bible commentary, <laughs> you know, if they said they would sell well, I would have been thinking, well, that there's an optimist for you, but that it would be a national bestseller. I, I have to say, um, I, I, I can only explain it, uh, really, that there's a thirst uh, for this, because people understand we're living in a, uh, in a, in a secular wilderness, mm-hmm. and people, people would like a rational approach to God. As one uh, um, woman uh, put it after reading it, it was very 
powerful to me. She said, this gives intelligent people permission to believe. Ooh. And I, I thought I thought that was a wonderful way of summarizing what I'm trying to do. Well, it's interesting because I'm I'm thrilled to hear that it's um, number two as well. Because you know when I when I first saw that you had written this book, I thought to myself, you know, um, the Bible ain't exactly happening right now. You know, it's not really in vogue. You know, we got the Democrat Party that voted to take God out of their platform in 2012, and you know, right. Dennis Prager has written a book, you know, about the Bible. You know, how's it going to sell? And and then now you said that there's a thirst for it. Um, and I'm kind of surprised that there is because, you know, the left has done a really good job in, dis- in de- doing everything that they can to destroy the Judeo-Christian principles on which, which this country was founded. And their, and their cultural Marxist movement has been to tear that apart, you know, in so many different ways. And, you know, so, you know, I, I'm surprised that there are people out there with a thirst because when we've taken, you know, prayer out of our schools, you know, when we've got people that aren't taking their kids to church or synagogue like they used to, where do you think this thirst is coming from? There, there's a uh, an unarticulated suspicion that we have reached a sort of a cul-de-sac of meaninglessness. In, and of course, what leftism does is fill the meaningless vacuum, the meaninglessness vacuum that has been created with the death of uh, of Judeo-Christian religions in the West. Uh, so Europe, Europe is is really over because it's it's it couldn't even acknowledge the word Christianity in the European Union Charter. Uh, I mean, there there would be no Europe for it, not for Christianity. And I'm a Jew saying this, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm a Jew. It's not. I only mention that because you don't have to be a Christian to acknowledge that Christianity is the basis of Europe. You just have to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's a truth issue. It's not a religious issue. Right. And uh, and and so there is an emptiness, and it's and for many people, it's filled by hedonism, or so they think. For many people, uh, it's filled by, you name the ism, environmentalism, feminism, socialism, communism, Marxism. There is just so many isms that have taken over for the collapse of Judeo-Christian religions in the West. Uh, but they're not, they're not ultimately satisfying for most people. And uh, to, to a certain extent, I, I have a reputation of just being rational. Yeah. So, and, and I am. I mean, there's, there's, I, there isn't. A, a, a sentence in a 500-page book on Exodus that says, "Take this on faith." He, here is the reason. This is this is what it means. And I, you know, I, I'll just give you one example of the wisdom that's inherent there. You, we're told uh, to to love the stranger. We're told to love our neighbor. We're told to love God, but we're never told to love our parents. We're told only to honor our parents. And, and I and I explain why that is so staggeringly significant. You don't have to love your parents. People are emotionally free and freed from that burden, but they do have to honor them. And I explain how, and I, and it's personal too. I explain how that commandment affected me in my life, in my relations to my parents. What's the difference between love and honor? When, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. It's, uh, when I, uh, met uh, Jimmy Carter once uh, uh, at a radio studio. I stood up when he came into the room, and I can't stand the man. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I thought he was a terrible president, but mm-hmm. I stand up for anyone who has been a president of the United States. I right. honor the presidency. So if you can't love your parents, you honor parenthood. 
that that's that would be the analogy. Uh, you also on the title of the book, it's also God, slavery and freedom. Where does slavery and freedom come into it? The uh, the book of Exodus is obviously called Exodus because it's so much about the Exodus. Mm-hmm. The, the that's God's uh, major intervention outside of the flood uh, in in history in the uh, in the first five books uh, of of the Bible, and so it's huge. Mm-hmm. And it was to the founders of this country. They uh, Franklin and Jefferson designed. And people could see this on the Internet. They designed the Great Seal of the United States. And what it did was it depicted the Jews leaving Egypt. And uh, the founders, which most Americans don't know, even Christians don't know this, and, and Jews don't know this, they wanted to, they called America the second Israel. It didn't supplant the first Israel, but it was now the second Israel. And uh, Jefferson and, and, and Franklin you know, were not exactly uh, big churchgoers, but they, every one of the founders venerated the Bible. And they said, in, in effect, just as the Jews left Egypt, we Americans left Europe. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's very powerful. So the, this combination of, of uh, again, slavery, from slavery to freedom, you know, people say, and I explain in, in many, many chapters there, I mean, in, in many pages, I should say, um, there are the laws of slavery and people always who knock the Bible. I deal with all of the knockings of the Bible in my work. Uh, I'm familiar with them from all these years of radio and writing. And one of them is, well, you know, it, it condones slavery. Well, it didn't condone slavery. It's an, And it's a very important thing to understand. But there are two ways of learning biblical principles, at least in the Old Testament, and they and they are law and story. And I explain what the laws did to get rid of normal slavery and and change it to indentured servitude. And but the story, God's major intervention is to take people out of slavery. Mm-hmm. What does that say about God's attitude to slavery? Right. In terms of um, America. You know, the the play is to destroy our Judeo-Christian principles so that they can transform us. They've got to take that away from us so that they can get us to, to replace God with state and to worship state instead of God. How far down the road, I know that you said that there's a thirst for this, and that's why your book is number two. But when I look at the country where we're at, you know, um, you know, I... I I don't want to say that I feel like America is lost, but clearly, um, you know, we will be if we allow it to go down this road of having our Judeo-Christian principles taken away from us. No, there's no, there's not a question that this, I'm I'm not saying we'll win. I'm just saying we have to fight. And this is one of my ways of fighting. I want, I want, my dream is to make the the Bible, the central American text again. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, but I agree with you, we're losing. I mean, it's not even a question. The children of many religious people uh, uh, um, dump on religion. Uh, So it's it's if you go to college, the chances that you will have contempt for this book Mm -hmm. is much greater are much greater than the chances that you will revere this book. Mm -hmm. Um, I. 
California right now has an assembly bill out to ban anything that's uh, that's related to basically the Christian beliefs of sexual morality. We're talking banning books already in this country. Meanwhile, you couldn't get a you couldn't get uh, the Koran banned in this country, right? Well, of course, but uh, you know, obviously, we're not for banning the Quran. Uh, 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 obviously, the, but the, your point is entirely uh, well taken. Look, the left has never uh, advocated freedom. Uh, anywhere the left gains power, people have less freedom. There is no exception to that rule. I'm not talking liberals. I'm talking left. Yeah. But, uh, liberals, liberals, unfortunately, don't fight the left. They're too busy fighting the right. And, they, and they're making a, a, a colossal and potentially fatal error because the left has utter contempt for liberalism. In fact, the only people protecting liberal values today are conservatives. That's yes. the irony. Yeah. We believe in we believe in integrated dorms. They believe in, in black only dorms. Who, who's the who who is truer to liberalism, conservatives or leftists? Right. Well, I, I have um, contended for a while that it's an, um, that the far left, as you call them, not liberals, but the lefts are Marxist and they are attempting to partner with Islamists in this country. And people have said to me, well, no, Islam is a religion and you can't be Marxist and believe in religion. And I, I personally believe that Islam should be declared a political ideology that hides behind a religious component. And I think it's a natural partnership between the left and with Islam in this country. And, you know, um, and we've only got a couple of minutes left. I don't know if you see it that way, um, but I feel as yeah, though but, that's one reason why Judeo-Christian principles are being marginalized. The the left is uh, protects uh, Islamism, forgetting Islam, but Islamism, the, the, which is the dominant belief that the, the, the uh, Sharia should be the law of society because it's anti-West. And, and so they have a common enemy, and the left thinks, so, so the fact that these Islamists throw gays off buildings uh, and, or hang them doesn't really matter, even to the gay left, because they're more interested in destroying Judeo-Christian Western civilization than they are in protecting gays in Muslim countries. Yeah, and and I think that that both the the Islamist as well as the left are all about a centralized uh, system of power with full control over its citizens, which is, is what I think the left's ultimate play is, and why they want to go after and remove our Judeo Christian principles. Um, the book is the Rational Bible Exodus, and you've got your next books coming out when? When can we expect the rest of the series? Next year, next year is Genesis, and you know they'll be coming out. I don't know. I don't know. One a year. I hope that it'll all be done within. Uh, two two and a half years, but it's a major it's a major undertaking, and I uh, I, I can't tell you uh, how much I I want your listeners and 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 I think I could say with honesty I've never I've never promoted I've eight, written eight other books I, I I am proud of all of them, uh, but I I this is my passion because uh, this there's no hope for us if we abandon. Uh, the Bible. I mean, it's the greatest book ever written, the most influential for, for, for good reasons that people don't even know. But I, I can say this, whenever I promote my book, I, I mentioned to people, nobody has ever written a Bible commentary to get rich. So <laughs> I, I think that people can at least acknowledge that I, I'm not here for the books. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I want people to read it because I believe it will change their lives. Well, I thank you so much for writing in the book, and I thank you for being here, Dennis Prager. You you truly are an inspiration to me in radio and, and what you do, and I just think you're brilliant. And I just so much appreciate well, you're you. taking the time to come on my show. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good night. You too. Um, you know, it's funny because somebody was just posting on Facebook the other day that, you know, the, the Bible is the – and I, can't, I wish I could remember which of my Facebook friends uh, said this, but – you know, the Bible has been, uh, it might have been Charlie Cook from Turning Point. You know, my goddaughter works for Turning Point. And, it, you know, the Bible has been the most successful book ever written. It's been translated into, into every, you know, language around the world. Um, it's been reprinted more than any other book. You know, it's, it's never been, its prophecies have never been disproven. If we truly cared about education in this country and we cared about literacy, we would have every school be teaching the Bible. It has also been historically proven to be to be fact. So you know that's interesting to me um, that uh, it, that we've taken the Bible out of our schools. Well, I shouldn't say interesting. Wrong choice of words. I think it's by design. Um, but it was interesting that somebody you know would make that comment that we should really. I, I went to a Christian school growing up, and and uh, we didn't spend enough time in the Bible. So I'm going to read Dennis Prager's book. I'm fascinated by anybody who can take a complex text and make it come to life in a way that the average person can understand. I didn't get a chance to, to finish up asking him about PragerU and what's going on with that and YouTube. Um, and, you know, and I'm going to finish out the show by by continuing kind of t- to talk with you guys about a question, and, and maybe DJ Carrot Sticks might want to ch- chime in on this, but I've been seriously pondering whether or not I'm going to go ahead and finally leave social media. Somebody's like, well, you've got a radio show. How do you leave social media? You need to stay on it. But I've been wondering whether or not with social media, we do have this cultural, you know, social, you know, war that I talked about at the top of the show. It's being waged in social media in our schools. One of the things that it's done well as it's connected us, but one of the things that social media has done not so great is that anybody can sit behind the keyboard and work out whatever crap they've got going on bad in their life and take it out on other people. And I've been wondering whether or not it, am I are we contributing as conservatives to the good by staying on social media or are we enabling the bad by staying on social media? What do you think, DJ Carrot Sticks? Well, it's very divisive. I mean, I yeah. think social media has, has has wedged a gap between you know people more than anything else ever has. It has not brought us together. Um, but the one thing, it is good to get the word out. So if people, if it's all one sided and it's all lies, I mean, you got to kind of battle against that sometimes. Yeah, that's a good point. So you know, one one of the things that I have started doing, like on Facebook. Uh, is that I used to never block on Facebook. I don't know if you use the block feature much, DJ Carrot Sticks. Love it. <laughs> Are you kidding? You little censor. I just blocked 10 people in the last two minutes. You did? No, no, no. No, probably. You know what? I used to never block, but I'm starting to block. Maybe that's my new thing. You know what? If you're going to bring too much of the negative, I'm just going to block you, and I'm just going to keep doing my thing and just maybe not let the haters get to me. I just don't like feeling like I'm contributing to that. Anyway... Love you hate all. Is gonna hate. hate is going to hate. We're going to be right back here tomorrow night at 6. Have a great night, everybody. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.